I'm going to hit record because fighting easier from outside the cage, though it is difficult when you're outside the cage or the mats and all of a sudden mat three goes down, which is mm-hmm. a nice teaser for what the podcast is going to be about 80 CC trials as we get. It's time for verbal tap. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, the man on the ground, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing tonight? What year is it? It is 2019. Okay. You are doing a podcast. This is real. You are not having some sort of desert-like hallucination. I swear to God, I hallucinated food. How long were you trapped inside ADCC trials? Do you have, have a number? I have news for you. I'm still here. You're still there. They haven't released anyone. I thought I hadn't seen anybody. Oh. And even worse news, Keenan oh. and Jeff Glover still <laughs> on the commentary. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so the whole thing, Raph, Biggest yeah. takeaway, was there an acai jail or were there snacks? I mean, what were you supposed to do for 14 hours or however many you were there? 27? Yeah. Um, Kev, our, our only food was acai. Just acai. That's not a joke. That was the only food they have. Uh, I, I've learned a lot. I don't refer to this as ADCC trials. I refer to it as we were all on the island. I think we were in a reboot of the show Lost. Other people have famously referred to this as the Fire Festival. In fact, Mason <laughs> Fowler, bad. who won, said the athletes amongst themselves were calling it Trials Festival. And I told him we're going to steal that. So Sadly, that was devastating. The performances were good. I'm with them on the metaphor. I'm sure if you were competing, it felt like Fire Festival. And I got a great snapshot of you halfway. Oh, no. Just deep in a yawn. And I Vicky and I were <laughs> Vicky and I were waving. We were like, Hi Raph. Hi. You did yeah, you did send me that and I was like, How the fuck did you get me waving? And then I realized like, well, I'm so tired. I'm probably <laughs> yawning every three minutes. And then to make things worse, someone sent footage of me eating again. Damn I it. How did they find it? What? <laughs> I only had food once in front of a camera. And I'm not saying like I had food throughout the day. As aforementioned, I had one bowl of acai that I ate shamily in the corner. That is not enough. Then That is simply when, not enough food. Well, then at about, I don't know, about 7 p.m. is when I think the stars started getting dim in my head was when I go, uh-oh, I think that's blood sugar. Uber Eats, bring food to me now. And I felt bad because I couldn't even talk about it, Kevin. You couldn't bring food onto the island without making everyone else feel like shit. So people were like, Raph, what are you doing? And I was like, nothing. And they're like, are you trying to leave the island? I was like, no, I would never dream of leaving the island. What do you want? I'm going to go away real quick. At one point, one person was like, I think he's getting food. And I go, no. That one person was definitely Gary Tonin (laughs) screaming. To be fair. I'm in fight camp. I can't have it. I did. Um. I, I don't want to give this away just yet, but I did keep a journal of my time there. How many people die in it? Uh, well, I heard we lost six Henzo Gracie people. Six, there, were lot, there were a lot of good Henzo Gracie people. This was like this was genuinely the Donner Party of ADCC <laughs> trials, and we're gonna shit on it for the first few minutes. Which I want to be very clear. We loved the fights. Well, I don't want to be clear for uh, both of us. I loved the fights. 
I have a lot to say about John Combs. And I have even more to say about John Hansen Raff, whom was at the Ultimate Absolute that I was doing commentary for. And this is what they call in the business of segue because I'm fired up. I'm in a, I'm dialed up to a 10, and Raph has only made it worse since we got on the phone with each other. He's got all these hot takes and things he can and can't talk about. Whatever. He's an insider. <laughs> Not this guy. The commentary was garbage. The feed kept crapping out. Why was it 47 fucking hours long, and where were the interviews? Where do I see someone talking to, say, Mason Fowler after the match. Where do I get a chance to hear Amanda from the Ricardo Almeida BJJ, which is a friend of ours. We like the we like people from that area. Yep. I want to hear some things that maybe you can help me out with because I feel like my man I'm getting a message from Verbal Tap Legal that says be careful. They just pasted it to the wall. Yep. Shut up, Verbal Tap Legal. I'm under strong authority to know you tried to be at ADCC under a press capacity. That is correct, yes. You were trying to give the fighters some on-site coverage, which I will point them to the NBA, where some Mm -hmm. of our best interviews come from. Talk to Kyrie Irving after a game. You're going to get gold. You're going to get something that outpaces the actual views of the motherfucking game. Not my point to explain PR to someone. Oh, wait. Yes, it is. I have a professional degree in it. God damn it, ADCC. You're passing up a chance. You had momentum. You had people watching your stupid show for like 12, 13 hours. I don't talk to my family that often. Give me a chance to hear what the fuck was going through Mason Fowler's mind after he pulls off, in my mind, a massive upset. Because that's a minus 990. I didn't know a lot about his story as he came in. Allow me to not be surprised while Josh Hinger wins. I'm just complaining. Be Go the ahead. only person to not a lot know a lot about his story. Uh, apparently, that was also the case on commentary. So, <laughs> I just I want to make this very clear. Commentary? I didn't listen to the commentary. <laughs> yeah, okay. I did. Some you did. It. I got a lot of notes, which is always great. And before you get to a place where you're going to go run tell someone something, I want you to understand one very important thing. If you were giving constructive criticism about your jiu-jitsu match, you would take that information and become better. So why would you not do the same for commentary? Do you have standards for commentary? Does it matter to you? Is it important that people know the names of the individuals competing? Is it important that they commentate on the actual matches that are presented in front of them? I don't know. These are just questions that I'm asking. You guys can figure out where you stand amongst it collectively on your site. But I would just like to say, from previous work, sometimes it's at a blue belt level. And that's fine. That's great. It's erratic. Sometimes. It's strong. It, it also hits in some places. Sure. Sometimes it, like, they don't know, but they did it. And they're like, yeah, you know, you got there. It's an armbar-ish. What I am saying is this. Kevin's covering a lot of ground and... <laughs> It's very difficult because he's saying words in a fast amount of speed in his talking, and I'm not there yet. I'm entitled. Full disclosure has been 36 hours since I got off the island. You are outside the island. (laughs) Hold on. Quick stage. People are seeing how the sausage is made, Raph. Yeah, you no. admit it. Then that was just a bit earlier that you were stuck there. People were semi worried. We did get some messages. Wait, my wife's asking if I have special powers now. 
kind of. Yeah, I would argue you do. You can yeah. tolerate a tremendous amount of grappling watching. It's not something that's going to be in the next Avengers, but it's good. I don't know if I fell asleep or not at certain parts, but that's not important. Okay, Or plugged in, as my theory goes. People, people can find me afterwards. I thought huh. his yawn was fake. I call it a staged piece of funny how the one moment I turned to Matt too, suddenly my podcast co-host who's never been tired prior suddenly yawns. It was a little too obvious. I call it a classic. This person plugs in game. I'd like to point out I'm also eating now because I didn't get much food on the island. (laughs) I'm really trying to make up for lost time. (laughs) Dick could fucking live for two minutes for me crunching here and there. Is this Taco Bell too? I thought I heard a teaser. Yeah. It's the only sustenance food. It's the official sustenance food. I'm going to skate right past the fact that Raph lives in Southern California and just crunch four into shitting on the commentary. The matches were exquisite, Rep, and I can't keep counterbalancing that enough. I watched John Combs do some things that I hadn't seen him do. The way he fought Coco, I, I just really was impressed. During his entire match where he dominated the shit out of a purple belt that maybe arrived a little early to a scene he wasn't ready for, we were mostly talking about a seminar Keenan did. And Jeff Glover has no idea what's going on or who's going on or what's in front of him. And they weren't calling the fights. I might be biased. I asked Raph for advice going into my most recent commentary where I got to talk to people like John Hansen, whom I've known. And a lot of people know who he is yet. Somehow the broadcast. No, not again. You call the most important thing down. That's the advice you gave me. I think it's important. Think of it as a pyramid. Talk about the most important thing people need to know up top. Is the most important thing that people need to know when Jeff Glover started training jujitsu and how child prodigy works? I'm not convinced it is, Raph. I might have uh, found myself in a different place. But also, you don't know who Keith Gorian? Like, you didn't didn't look up maybe who he was slightly before. I mean, you see who his coach is in the corner, right? Never mind. Again. Just quibbling over details about how much they and a lot of people sucked. <clears throat> Gary was fine. Gary needs a little help because you got to do a play-by-play. That's what was missing. Was this a hang? Did I miss that they were like just calling one match a corner hang? Maybe your perspective, and I might be wrong here, maybe your perspective on commentary can also be coupled with the fact with the flow grappling attention to timekeepers. So they came very prepared. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, hey, listen, I can get past. Sometimes wireless doesn't work. That's why most productions actually use Ethernet cables. That's it's not my more, thing. It's what we're using right now. Verbal Tab Legal just threw me a thumbs up. Kevin, for years, was yelling at me to get an Ethernet connection. And now... Like I'm not against it. I have it as backup at all times. But we did notice that, you know, maybe some of you notice who are listeners to the show, like the connection would kill out for some strange reason. It's just because here in California, everybody's on a goddamn wireless. It's what happens. However, they didn't have apparently wireless for a while. And that's what we were told what a big delay was when everything said. And I, I really want you guys to know this. It said on the flyer, 
matches will start at 10 a.m. sharp. Now, Kev, if you know me, you know that sounds like an invitation for shit to go wrong. Because they set such a specific time or because 10's the devil's hour. I'm not, I don't know your Both. exact reasoning. But, but especially but... for them to just be like, it will start at 10 a.m. Oh, okay, sharp. Uh, jiu-jitsu, though. Uh, oh, I, I see what you're saying. That. Yeah, I would not be very declarative about my start time, just like I wouldn't be about a comedy show. I'd be like, doors are open at 7. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we hope to start the show at 7.30. It's like, did he say we hope to start the show at 7.30? <laughs> yes, I did. We hope. So, <laughs> Thank you. When they were waiting, we got conflicting stories where I heard it was the wireless. And again, that's a terrible problem. I don't necessarily fault them for that one. But we were in between a Best Buy and a goddamn fries. And someone could have made the drive to go get a large Ethernet cable like I have in my home. However, again, neither here nor there. When it got a little Why weird. add large? And a girthy Ethernet. Sorry. It's, got, it's got a lot of girth to it. It's got a good size. It's no, I'm just saying. massive Ethernet cable. It's very good. Sorry. This Ethernet cable is so huge. <laughs> you will have your eyes poked out from it. That's how big it is. A lot of people are saying it's really big. So when we find out this information, I roll with the punches. I do my best to go around. Check on the athletes, make sure everybody's good. Just kind of give them, you know, some, hey, light jokes, punch them around, be like, you guys are great. We're going to keep going. How long are we doing this for? I feel like I'm stalling at the Jerry Lewis telethon for an hour worth of television time. And instead, we find out at about this time when they over announce on the loudspeaker. Does anybody want to be a timekeeper? We are in need of timekeepers. And I go. You're fucking kidding me. Hold on. Can I interrupt this? Can I yeah. fact check this? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> this is funny to me because I ADCC tribes yeah. whom had yeah. a round of 32 and are like, mm-hmm. I think one, I think 77 is that the Jevons match thing had my Jevons round like, might have been 64. Mm-hmm. They, what do you mean? They didn't have enough timekeepers like presently oh, yeah, on before- staff. We started the thing, and we had a delay. They went into the crowd. They made a big announcement. Do we have any timekeepers out there? Well, they we only are. had four mats. Mm-hmm. They didn't. I'm sorry. I'm. Uh, people are it, immediately in my first reaction. I was like, oh, let me think about how IBJJF does this. They always like 12 mats. So that's a lot of time. Yeah. That's a lot of timekeepers and scorekeepers. But this wasn't that. This was ADCC trials. This was four people. They didn't have four people? Yep. Yep. How many did they have? Did they say? I, listen, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, I point... have a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how many volunteers were you accepting? Because my, I'm going to immediately throw the bullshit flag. It's like, how many people that went forward to be like, I can keep time where they're like, could you keep score? <laughs> like, could you uh, referee the match? Here's Could you interview happened. the athletes after? Because I'm pretty sure they did this where they go, I- I'm willing to volunteer out. I can keep time. Prove it. <laughs> um, do I have to? Yeah. How about I just press this? I no, thought no, I was no, kind of doing minutes. you a favor. What's the test? Nope. Take 10 minutes. Time me right now. Or you could just take my word. I know to click a button twice. Nope. This is my favorite podcast we've ever done. This, so, we're Kevin, officially at the top shelf. I've I love ADCs. Don't I, change. Just you, don't change. You don't even understand the frustration of every athlete being like, 
let me bang, bro. I bet I don't. I just, I just <laughs> want to bang, bro. Let me bang, bro. Because now, not only have people shown up because they, they actually started. And I don't know if you guys saw the brackets, but it was statistically less than one percent to win at the seventy-seven kg weight category. If you look through the list of fighters, you have to scroll for an amount of time where you stop and say. Did I accidentally miss the bold header that I'm in the next weight class? And you're still scrolling. You're like, holy shit. There are so, it, so many people fighting. It makes sense that they would want to start that division first. So they said, little Good guys, people. start with you first. Sounds great. However, because of that, they had to start the weigh-ins at 7 a.m., to 9 a.m. So that meant if you were competing, 7 to 9 was your block when you showed up. So that meant a lot of tiny guys, some of which who aren't always tiny, just go, I'm starving. Let me weigh in and let me go fucking eat at IHOP because I want my fucking Rudy Tooty fresh and fruity. <laughs> I need it. I'm dying on the inside. They have unlimited it. waffles at IHOP. <laughs> it's pancakes. They have unlimited pancakes at IHOP. I am going there if you just let me weigh in now. And I was doing my best because I strolled in at nine. I was not about to be about that <laughs> life. But I strolled in and I'm being like, is everybody in a good place? Dope. Guys, rules meeting at 930. It's a little late, but no big deal. And uh, we start sharp at 10. It's 1030. Are you shitting me? It's 11. See, I wasn't tuned in for the broadcast a, at this point. It's 1130. And Fuck. they're doing this thing where maybe they announce once, maybe twice. Thank you guys for your patience. And I was like, you need to do better than this. But here's Thank the weirder part, patience. Kevin. This is you the part that we haven't even from... talked about. Because I haven't shown you this footage. My mandatory patience? You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're welcome. And credit to the athletes. Because they were keeping a straight face for as long as they could. But some of them were starting to break. And the island was starting to get to them, Kev. Now, I... I did my best to say, like, guys, the first match is just making it through the weight. You know that. I say this all the time an hour later. But that is bullshit. What I just said to you is, nope. I take it back. I'm so sorry. Why are we here? Have we elected a foreman? <laughs> How does this work? Is this Lord of the Flies now? I have a conch. Do you all I have can... representation? Does anyone know a lawyer? Gary Tone's like, I have a lot of grades. Like, shut the fuck up, Gary. You know you don't <laughs> have up, a lot Gary. of grades. You got seven uh, parking tickets. It doesn't make you a lawyer. To be fair, there was a moment when I wasn't sure if I was talking with Gary or if I was talking with a mop with part of its Brussels moved off of it. <laughs> So it took me a second. As I shit on him, wouldn't be a terrible foreman. Just By the, <laughs> he could read things probably. If someone wrote on a note, he could do that. But that's how good of a tournament it was. And by good, I mean ugh, is that Gary and I were friendly the entire time to each other. Well, we were actually saying nice things to each other before we get into what nice sure. things you were saying to each other, which. Given Gary's long history with this podcast, I want to say this podcast brought to you by NorthSouthJujitsu.com. I would also like to emphasize, and this is for the first time in their sponsorship with us, the opinions here of the podcast not reflective of our sponsor. They're so supportive. No. They're just like, what did they say about ADCZ? Not the point. What you need to worry about is your hips and your ass and what's hugging to that thing. When you're training, because it's important to keep that stuff insulated. 
You have to keep safe. You have to keep protected. You need to be engaged in the best underwear for grappling there exists. Free shipping on orders over $80. That's U.S. and you Canadians. I've heard grapple, but I'm sure you just smack hands and apologize to each other during a match. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> 30-day money-back guaranteed. NorthSouthJiu-Jitsu.com. Our best friends, the only thing that keeps our... Well, I always... Whenever I strap on my North-South, and this isn't their fault, I start singing Jenna Maroney's Muffin Top. And wow. It, that's on me. That's on me and Damn. my dietary choices. NorthSouthJiu-Jitsu.com, they will help you get in the mood to train and train the way you need to train. Raph. <sighs> okay. There are 54 rumors flowing about ADCC. You yeah. obviously can't comment on certain things because... I, okay, I can, but I will. You know what, Kev? <laughs> Let's just do it. But I want you to now recognize I sent you a video in the time you cut that brilliant commercial interview. Did you? On Facebook? I did. I did oh, on Facebook. Now I need you to look at it. I don't have it open because it's just a you and I podcast, and we don't normally chat. We don't normally do that, but that the, because <laughs> we're just so fl- we just like talking to each other about crap. Sure, but I it. want you to kind of, and it's important. I need you to just kind of listen to it on your side, and then just explain what I am showing in this video uh, to the people who are listening to it, because obviously they can't see this video. So what am I saying, and what am I doing, Kevin? It's you with a selfie video. Hmm. <laughs> You just have pointed out they don't have a warm-up mat, but they have an old car collection? Uh, have, <laughs> hold on. Okay. Hold on. Yep. yep. I this, this is great. Yeah. I didn't know they didn't have a warm-up mat. That I didn't know. Okay. So okay. I, I want to admit that throughout the show, I was like, that car thing is cool. It's got a Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Fast and the Furious vibe. So it's really important, Kevin, that as a true journalist, that I give you a correction. When we do not put full information out there that is correct, we do print retractions. Here is the part that I am retracting. There awesome. was a warm-up mat. Okay. Okay. They had a little itty-bitty square <laughs> that was hidden on that the one computer. It. Hold on. On the one computer that you could look up. Your competition match numbers. In other words, Kevin, they had two monitors, but they kind of like shared a screen. It's one of those like split screen kind of things. And that was the only place you could check who was competing, where and when at the tournament. So that doesn't sound very helpful. Well, it's okay because if you wanted to go find out if they had already called your name or not, you could go to the little itty bitty, um, you know, computer warm up area to get ready. Uh, but here's the good news. This was like Lost. It this really was, was exactly like Lost. It's like, type in the code. What? Type in the code. You can find out what your number is. When you mention this, though, <clears throat> the joke I said to you on this video is, listen, guys, I know we're starting later. I know things are really bad. But here's the good news. We got lots of cars. Now, granted, we don't have any warm-up space. Which still true because that means only two people. If you inverted I don't Kevin on that warm with you mat, here, by the way, John Combs and Nikki Ryan aren't warming up on the same mat. It's not happening. I just named two champions. They're not warming up there. What are they supposed to do? Well, here's the other thing that started to give me kind of uh, tonight show flashbacks was all these very nice cars 
I just looked at them and I was like, is Leno here? <laughs> like, I just halfway expected are, are my we... old boss to just show up and be like, hey, what's up, guys? So I got some grappling here. <laughs> uh, last time I grappled was with Mavis in 1984. I do like the idea that Leno accidentally hosts a grappling tournament in his garage. One of his garages. I don't know how many he has, but that would be you, funny. That would be a good use to of understand. Things. Just based on history, um, I was also afraid that if Leno saw me with a microphone, he would take it from me and that I would not have a show anymore. So <laughs> I have to look at the old boss and be like, please don't take my show. It's uh, not Rav's fault. He got burned a few times. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> here's what's happening. By the time they finally get to the first set of matches, Kev, like the everyone round of sixty-four, you're you're referring oh, to the round of a hundred and ninety-five. God, oh, no, 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 it was. I think it, when I read it, it was one twelve going into ADCC. I swear it said one thirty or one twenty-eight. You know what's but, amazing? How what's many that? Of those people are fucking animals. The yeah. answer's all <laughs> of them. They are animals this is a crazy time grappling wise this this to me we'll make this point later sure this is a lot of grapplers at a high level yes a lot so, so now the the things are going nicely and we're we're at a tournament status where we're there it's happening. Are happening you're kind of afraid late, that yeah maybe too but you're now a little worried, and a lot of people are saying this is the worst run tournament they've ever seen. And it prompted me to say, hold on. Once again, Halleck is just the winner of everything lately. <laughs> it's like, can't sue a promoter? Awesome. This is the worst run tournament? You're damn right. It's like, Halleck's like, yup. So the tournament starts. We get some of the guys competing. It's what? Now about 12. Okay. Right, Kev? Honestly, I tried to turn it on throughout the day. I yeah. was pissed when it was. I thought I got the time wrong. I, it wasn't until you said that they were two hours late that I was like, oh, I thought so. I thought it was Sunday at one point, but I'm not. I wasn't going to give everybody my details into into where my memory was because I'm dialed to a ten rap. That's how dialed in that's, I am. That's I didn't want to admit weakness, but I. I'm actually feeling somewhat vindicated because I turned it on at 11 before I was like, mm -hmm. I'm going to go to the good train. Wasn't on. Yeah. Now I'm understanding Scotch more why, which you and I had not of our many notes chatted about until this point. So I'm feeling a little pissed off, but specifically I tuned it on by the round of the end of the round of 64 for the middle big guys. God bless you. We lost a lot of soldiers that day. <laughs> it's like I tuned into the Civil War in 1963. It's like right at Gettysburg. It's like, I mean, I guess, yeah, you could tell it then, but you missed half, right? <laughs> but, but cut to me being like, are we on the north or south? I don't I, I don't know. I've just got a gun in hand. I think it's a musket. Who's also, why am I on? driving this hot car? <laughs> this is weird. Anyway... Kev, the reason why I try to pinpoint the exact time is because at 12 o'clock, we have an hour of matches, and everyone is starting to say, all right, the tournament's starting. But now I'm starting to get a little worried because they're only doing the littler guys. Now I start to think, wait, there's 112 people that I know of in 77K. 
the big boys aren't going for a while. We could have a real Jurassic Park situation on our hands right Those now. Those were the two biggest divisions, by the way. You had to get through 66, 77, and 88 really fast. And you had to get through those first three well, rounds quick. Jeff was not fast. But I now am starting to worry. These big boys have not been fed for a while. Oh, my God. No. Like, I, at one point, I shit you not, I had water in my hand, and it started shaking. And I just thought to myself, my jiu-jitsu is not good enough to fend off uh, tyrannosaurs like uh, Nick Schrock. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you don't have Casey Hellenberger type no. earth. You don't have who does. His by the name way, has hell in it. That's a sign. Stay it's a, away. It's a big man. It's a lot of man. Anyway, Kev. At one p.m., they take another break. Why? I have not gotten a real answer on this one. I was told during an interview with uh, one of the guys who ended up winning that it was apparently because their wireless went down again. Awesome. So imagine having a false start and then we get momentum and then it dies. Now we're legitimately starting to wonder, will ADCC go into the next day? I'm starting to do the math and I go – you, you oh, actually oh. predicted me at your you, to your credit at one point you were like this is gonna go till I think midnight and it was like I was like how I thought <laughs> stupidly they were gonna be like all right quarters of tomorrow that's <laughs> no. just what my mind was like they'll stop this eventually and we'll just move till tomorrow because how long can they keep fighters there I was so stupid ref I was so yeah. naive now it was a different time Obama was president. It was. It's a different time. So when we finally get things up and going again, there's a lot of great matches that are going on. I'm doing my best to go see as many people as possible. Got a lot of friends competing. But here's the thing that's really tough. This competition is so grueling, it happens that you get knocked out very quickly. And a lot of people have that bum look on their face. And I want to remind people, it's not a knock on you or your jiu-jitsu. It is a tough tournament. There is supposed to be one person per weight class that we send. And if we're really being honest, a lot of the competitions in themselves are like the final rounds. In the very first few rounds of these tournaments, at most smaller tournaments. So y'all are fighting multiple final rounds. It's like fighting level 7 on Super Mario Brothers every round. You just go, wait, this seems a little bit harder than it needs to be. God damn it. All right. <laughs> now, Kev, what if I were to tell you that throughout the day, on the overhead, when they were yelling out shit, it's maybe about here, maybe about one or two, that we mentioned that the only food there was acai, right? You, you did mention that. Okay. And that still just terrifies me. It does. But here's where it gets worse. They apparently get mad at everybody for not throwing away their trash. So at this point, they start threatening us and they say, we will no longer be allowing food from outside. Oh, go. So was there any a point where you thought you were in Thunderdome? <laughs> was gonna be like, they were about to be like, we're now throwing machetes <laughs> into the audience. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, the good news for me is I feel like even though my jujitsu is not a high aptitude, my ability for survival is very high. So I'm starting to look around and go, I'm going to make it. Who's the biggest person I can attach my jokes and jovial attitude to? <laughs> well, I'm also thinking, like, who would be the easiest person to give a big axe in their back? And I was like, Keenan's a pretty good target. But Keenan didn't show up until 8 p.m. Or something like seven, somewhere in there. The time all blurs to me. But when they start yelling at us and saying, we will not be allowing food from outside, I thought to myself, are we not? Really going to love to see you enforce that one, folks. <laughs> you, hey, you go tell whoever you're about to tell. And by the way, there's a significant chance they know how to heel hook you. That they can't have subway. Good luck. But here's the good news, though, Kev. Even after they did that, I think they learned their lesson. Because a little bit later, it wasn't too much further. Let's say two hours after they tried to do that. It then turned into, hey guys, could you please clean up after yourselves? I know, even if it's not your trash, could you could you pick up for the people who are picking up? Please? And I said, how the mighty have fallen here. The matches, again, are good. Kev, talk to me about a few of the matches. Because people may not want to hear all about the Fire Festival all the way through, or the Trials Festival, if you would. Well, so, I, I could tell you after looking through some of the highlights, where I landed, and I watched, conservatively, 400 fights. <laughs> so it was really difficult to keep track, but I was like, I'm going to focus on mental notes about fighters. So, first, and you can help me with the pronunciation of her last name, Amanda Levy. Is it Levy or Lev? Uh, hold on. I have a note here. I had to do it phonetically. I have Levy. Levy. Saw her fight at Grappler's Quest. Long history. So seeing her kind of like submit and dominate her way in. I also feel like there's a video where she f beat the shit out of a guy. I'll find that. I'll do my internet yep, research. Yep. On... It's, uh, it's Grappler's Quest. Yeah. Oh, you're already there. You're already way ahead of me on the internet. Anyway. No, I did research already because that's what you do. You people. do. Yes, you were very good at that. I'm still calling the cliffs off some of my many scattered notes about trying to watch these fights. And by the way, <laughs> good news. Told the UFC fights to go F themselves because I was deeply engrossed in ADCC trials. But I want to go next note. John Combs. Next note. Damn, Josh Hanger's good. So... I, I really love the match between Keith Corian and Nikki Ryan. I really love the match between John Combs and Coco. The two matches before, uh, yeah, Enrique Coco, that's who he did. That was the match I was like, this this is a match. This is a really championship match. John Combs, known for some certain techniques he's, a, he's able to impose, but more specifically known for his pace and his un. I mean, he'll fight a lot of people, but his just like unquenched, I'm going to kill you. He was fighting Enrique Coco, and their match is exquisite. Coco has him in some tough positions. Combs is in some tough positions leading up to. His arc was really impressive to me. I watched Keith Gregorian win some tough matches and fight some people. I watched he and Nicky Ryan probably display one of the most technical matches I've seen ever. They were very good and very young and very scary. 
Mason Fowler is an absolute GD beast. And I, I genuinely don't know how you cartwheel like that. I have questions. There are things I already knew about John Hansen, and he ended up losing to Nick Rodriguez, who's another person that pulled off that damn cartwheel. People that can invert and cartwheel raff terrify me to my core. Just it turns out like I'm thinking about my most feared people. Mm-hmm. It has a lot to do with that. I also want to give honorable mention to John Blank and some of his matches. And specifically, John Hansen fought his ass off. That guy fought last weekend. Yeah. He fights like a beast. And Nick Rodriguez is good. And the cartwheel pass he did to actually score the points, not just these guys. Cart- I'm genuinely upset about how many people can walk on their hands. And I don't understand. Is that something people are able to do? Maybe Amanda Levy, uh, Maggie Gritty, and Nick Rodriguez, John Hansen. I didn't see Casey Ellenberger ever do it, but I have some questions for Josh Hanger, Stanley Rosa, Mason Fowler. Why are you all on your hands? How do you do that? Is it a muscle thing? Never mind. Don't answer me. Raph, there were 30 or so matches. Just unbelievable. Some great finishes. A lot, a lot of creative leg attacks, which I mm-hmm. tend to really enjoy the transition themselves and do a lot of creative back attacks. But damn, is that a good question? Is that an answer? Are you? Well, I don't want to Taco Bell haste you. Sorry, currently Taco Bell here. break. Thanks for covering. So um, I didn't know we were still in the Taco Bell break. I thought you ate fast. I was talking. Than that. I had a good run hey, there. I eat like a man does. Like a vacuum. I just suck it down. It's like, did you say Taco Bell? Throw it down my throat without any assist. All right, you like a real man. I never stop eating. Boom. Hold on. Oh, I like Mom. that better, actually. I don't, I don't dislike it. But to me, Mom. unbelievable. Mom. This was a good, this was good. This was the best trials I've ever seen. What was Keenan's deal? Why is he not fighting? Why is he just standing there like a big <laughs> moron? He just probably thinks he's getting an outright invite. I want to be like, Keenan, when's the last time you competed? What? <laughs> got, I don't know if he's going to get it, Raph. I think it would have been behoo of him to get in there. When I saw that John Combs didn't have an automatic invite and Keenan did, I was offended yeah. as a grappling fan. I'm going to say it out loud. Hot take. Can I say something that I think is confusing, which is, can you tell me what weight class Mason Fowler is in? Don't look. It's 77 or 88. Okay. Which weight class is John Combs? Oh, shit. John Combs is 77. Okay. Which weight class is Josh Hinger? 88? That one you got right. Nice. It's confusing. <laughs> Mason is 99. Oh, shit. Josh Combs Oh, shit. I said one of them three times. Why is Mason Fowler 99 kilograms? I don't know, but I asked him that, and he was just like, yeah. Steroids? Well, no. <laughs> oh, he's not Speed an Enzo of- person. That would, again, little joke. Kevin, that was Kevin's a discovering a lot joke. of things. And even though I was the one in a hazy fog of disarray, <laughs> I'm the, the one, one that at least trapped. will tell you guys that Enrico Coco and John Combs did not necessarily have a match. They didn't? Who did John Combs fight in the quarters? Does anybody know? 
I believe it was the opposite way because Enrico Coco. Oh wait, let's double check. The island might have gotten me. However, hold no. The island, <laughs> you're probably right. I just know John Combs fought his toughest match in the quarters. Yes, that was not Enrico Coco. In that, uh, was it the quarter? I thought it was the semis. Anyway, it all blends together now because I was John Combs beat the living shit out of William Tackett. He had a good match, but it it looked like. A slightly advanced version of when I fight John Combs. <laughs> it's not good. It's not so here's, good. Here's what happened in John Combs's shining moment. He mounted him for six minutes no, 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 and then no, 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 choked no. So, him out. So his opponent, John Combs' opponent, mounts him, and it looks like he's about to get a head and arm triangle. Yes! That's tight. the match I'm talking about. Yes. What match was that? Now, I thought that was the semifinal. Okay, semi-years so, or quarters, but I, so, I fucked up who it was sure. against. It wasn't but, but But when John Combs was there, I was like, yeah, it's not looking good. But then mm-hmm. the ref is doing that thing where he like gives him like thumbs up, and John Combs is like, I would give you a thumbs up, but I'm dying, so give me a second. John was like, no problem whatsoever in this department, breathing-wise. Everything now, else sucks. Elliot Marshall and John Combs have a very special relationship in which Elliot's pure passion of yelling that guy rocks. He's is good bringing at John too. Combs back to life. And John Combs very slowly is like, yes, sir, and just powers out of it to the point where they have to do a reset once he does power out of it because they're way too close to the edge. And then John just lets out a primal, ah! And now comes back in, and I'm like, well, now you got to finish this dude, dude, because we don't got time to see you doing any other shit. And lo and behold, he does. He comes back from behind and wins. So when he does get to the final, you know, John Combs has a very nasty guillotine and he's just threatening it the entire time. And for him to get a win in a dominant fashion at the very end was was something to behold. I was actually next to John Combs' dad for a majority of it. So what? I'll be interviewing. Uh, yeah, yeah. John Combs' dad would happen to be right there. There's a John Combs' dad standing in the audience. That's great. Here's the rough part, though. John Combs' dad was sharing the sentiment that almost every parent had, which is, listen, I've been to a lot of my kids' bullshit, fucking sports shit. This is the worst thing I've ever been to. Where's the food? This is 18 hours long. (laughs) I I felt bad because there's nothing I'm saying. And I told this to a number (laughs) of people. That's love. Because to stick around, John Combs had like three of the last eight matches. I think John Um, Combs' dad, uh, he actually ran out of newspaper to read it was just kind of like well i guess i'll read it again cover to cover so it's still that day to him i think I'm ironically sure. got caught up on the series lost while he yep. was there <laughs> so we talk about all of this one thing we maybe didn't mention is a lot of the east coast trials folks aka people from the east coast or people who competed at east coast trials like to say the following this didn't happen at east coast trials Mm-mm. It's way more smooth. Got in and out. We did in like what seven, eight hours, which is a natural Los Angeles born homie. I hear that as a true ambassador of LA Jiu Jitsu, and I'm hurt, and I just start immediately apologizing to people. I didn't do anything, but I immediately start saying to everybody who's complaining, "I'm so sorry." You should be though. And then I think at about 6 p.m. I just started going up to people and shaking their hands and saying, "I'm very sorry for the inconvenience." And they're like, "Raf, you don't run any of this." And I go, "I know." Yeah, that but makes it you're worse. you're in my city, and there's nothing I can do other than, would you like a hug? 
Tupac no. would have never let this happen. <laughs> By the way, it was wearing my best Tupac shirt there. And nice. It's from the Union Designs. Go get it. It actually helps <laughs> feed the homeless. Take that, Gordon Ryan. Uh, they 100% do actually do this as a charity with the Love Movement. Our good friend Jordan Mims is one of the guys who's behind the Love Movement. They actually do drop-offs of pizzas. And I think I just saw him buying uh, rain ponchos for individuals uh, for like the rain weather that comes out here in L.A. So they, they actually do shit with their charity. So a good amount of proceeds go to the Tupac shirt to our good friend Jordan Mims's charity. Love movement. You can check that at the L O V movement. Anyway, Kevin, I was apologizing. I felt bad. We were starting to see the end of the road. When I ordered that food from Uber Eats, every single person who saw me goes, Smart. Yeah. I would have called the Jimmy I would have put the Jimmy John's Batman light up and been like, I need an Italian job. <laughs> the Jimmy John's is way harder to get to us. We had one person, and I'll never forget this. We had one person come up to me and go, Raph, just walk a mile down. There's a great taco truck. And I go, I can't leave the island. Two miles? Yeah, well, it was a one mile down. And I said, uh, no, one I can't. One mile down. Yeah, and then one mile back. Sure. One might say. However, here's where it started to get weird. I think this is when we all went a little goofy. One of my friends looked at me and said, Raph, I'm going to leave. And I go, you don't leave the island until it's done you stay here and i push him up against the wall and he looks at me he's like no and then he immediately like steven seagal my hand away from him and i said oh, that's funny all right i'll let you go kev he was about to leave the island do you know what happened he stayed on the island worse he got in his car he drove out of the area but as they were starting to turn in it was an ambulance and when he saw the ambulance he just goes i've made it this far how can i not see how this ends and he drove back in kev you could not escape the island it 100 percent was a real thing wow. i know people think that i was doing it for a joke but i was doing it for historical documentation serious. purposes that's terrifying it was someone who's like i gotta go back to the island this is the side I got to go see how professional male minus 77 kgs ends. So let me give you some highlights from my side. Um, obviously, there were some great 10th Planet standouts, uh, Wes Levine and Art. Uh, they both, uh, they're these great black, uh, brown belts over at Costa Mesa and Fullerton-ish. They were killing it. They were doing a great job. Um, I got to see a dead orchard right in front of my face uh, as provided by no one else other than Nathan Orchard himself which was fantastic to see. Um, I got to see uh, like little hints of everybody. And it's so hard to single every single person out here, but there are some names that I want to run through. Keith Kikorian had an amazing day. That's two, two silver medals for both East and the West Coast trials. And I say this with some love because I know we've been taking a lot of shots at the production, but I really want you guys to understand the difference between what I'm saying and what you might interpret. Flow Grappling did not put him as one of the people to look out for. I think that's a weird thing, and here's why. If you take second at one of the tournaments within a, I don't know, four-month period, they might call that momentum. 
so I get that you need to take care of all these people from different regions or different affiliations. But at the very least, you could maybe pencil in the guy who took second. This is no disrespect to anybody on that list. That's not the point. And I get it. I make lists all the time. I know how this works. You're always going to upset somebody else. I'm just saying you don't make a very strong argument if you don't put take the person who took second and at least put them in that consideration. It just seems like a weak list. But the nice part about that is I wrote up a little thing. I put it down and I really, really sincerely felt that when you really look at an example, if you want to be a person who goes against the whole Conor McGregor shit-talking, everybody's-got-to-be-an-asshole sort of version of fun for jiu-jitsu, you can get behind people like Keith. And him and Nikki had a very tough match. But Kevin called it one of the best technical matches he's seen. I called it an amazingly enthralling first installment of what seems inevitably like we'll see for the future. So my biggest congrats to him. Um, he's, he's good. He's, he's, he's I mean, good. It's good. I, I, it's w- good. I was on board. Right? <clears throat> I'm not trying to say yeah. you guys were all uh, you guys, you and <laughs> a few of your other cronies out there on the West Coast. He's good. Yeah, my jiu-jitsu lobby over here. He uh, Genuinely, that was an intense match, and it was tough. Well, it was a tough match for Nikki, and I. it was fun to watch somebody be like, oh, shit. It just felt like watching. <laughs> I, I don't want to be. Feel free to just hit me right out of this. But a young Tobey Maguire versus James Franco in the first Spider-Man series wow. that mattered. Okay. I think you had it, and I think you quickly lost it. There was a lot there. Those two are going to fight again, and I can't wait. It looked... Yeah, it's a good fight. That's was fun. Um, other notable folks... <clears throat> obviously, and I don't care about, about Keith. Yeah. Not after how he disrespected Candy Corn, even in the video in which he was supposed <laughs> to respect Candy Corn, Raph. But that's not my fault. The kids, you know what? He had other things to work on. He was definitely putting in all of his time to work on his ADCC. <laughs> uh, Kev, one other thing I did observe that I didn't know that you saw. Uh, if I had the credentials to take photos, uh, which I didn't for whatever reason, uh, but apparently a lot of amateurs did. Because of all your A lot of, yeah, no shit. That's what you I got to stop. You, you and those Titanic-like drawings. <laughs> but there were so many people who just walked up with random cameras and were like, I'm a photographer. And they just like sat How around. How did they get away with that? Um, you know, they weren't really enforcing anything. Okay. So Well, uh, well uh, that always helps when you have brisket. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, but but, but no. I want to make it very clear. I'm not going to yell about this. I'm That's not going to yell about I'm this. I'm going to make it clear, though, Kev. I'm going to tell you guys, I wasn't cleared. I could have done it. I'm sure I could have pulled the people to interview them, but I wanted to respect the sanctity of it. And I'll tell you why. Here's the very simple reason why. Because people go, Raph, why don't you just pull them aside? You can interview them. Raph, why don't you take them outside? You can interview them there. They can't stop you. That's not the way it should be done. If I put in for a press credential... I am doing what you're supposed to do. If you don't want to give me that press credential, I understand. You'll probably have your reasons. And I might ask what those reasons are. And I'll tell you this much. They weren't great. Because they said they were going to be giving a lot of airtime. Or they said, don't worry, Raph. We got the interviews covered. Because I was like, fuck the photos. I don't need that shit. You know, like I want to take photos because I like doing that. And I don't mind it. But I don't have to. It's not a 
career killer. There's going to be a lot of people taking photos. That's fine. They kept saying, they're like, don't video, don't video. And I was like, okay, I'm not videoing either. But when I offered to do the interviews, I said, you know, I'd like to do my post-match interview. I think it'd be important for people to get a good post-match interview, like any other sport. Any other sport. Any (laughs) other fucking sport. And I was told. Post-interviews, Rap? Hold on. I want to make this point real quick before you go on. I was watching the World Axe Throwing Championship, which I didn't know existed. Didn't know it was a thing. If you had said, Kevin, axe throwing is a professional sport, I'd been like, that's funny, but don't say that to your tax auditor. Sounds crazy. They actually, I watched this on ESPN. They have them, and they have people that talk to the people that throw axes in between. Yep. You know why? Because the only people that watch axe throwing want to hear the people throwing the axes. Well, Kev, You're I got a <laughs> that helpful. I hate to it. say it, Kev, but I got a real axe to grind here too. <laughs> mm. Boom! Take that, you motherfucker. <laughs> Here's what I'm saying. What I am saying to you is very simple. When I said, "Hey, will there be people interviewing the athletes?" It was with the knowledge it's very likely they're not going to credential me. But I said, "I'd like to see them get interviewed." And they said, "Don't worry, Raf." Flo's got it covered. We're going to bring a big production team. And I thought to myself, I was like, or they said they're going to have a big production team for Flo. And I said, okay, as long as the athletes are covered, I would love to be the one doing it. I'm not going to die if it's not me. But it is something I feel I'm good at. And lo and behold, yeah, they, they did interview him. Flo did interview all seven of the winners. They didn't necessarily promote that they interviewed all the seven. The only person that they put up on their site right now is just Nikki, which is nice. I love Nikki. Nikki's great. Not a knock on him. What he did was great. But so did what those six other people did. So I guess my question is, I was told that they would be featured, and I guess they're not. So... If you're going to be about the athletes, be about the athletes. But these folks all deserve a lot of people. And it's not just the broadcaster. NBC, if they host the Super Bowl, don't just bring NBC reporters. CBS is credentialed. Every outlet is credentialed. So you show me those other fucking folks that are coming in who are credentialed. And I could understand if you're being overwhelmed. But when those athletes aren't overwhelmed for doing something that's so amazingly spectacular, it's a little embarrassing for the Olympics of our sport. That's my personal opinion. You guys feel however you want to feel on it. But that's where my position is. That's why I'm doing all the work to get all seven. I'm collecting them like fucking Pokemon. But I'm getting you all seven of the athletes. And I'll be very frank with you. When I talked to each of the seven... They did seem very, very happy that somebody wanted to talk to them. And I'm sure that's in great part to Flo wanting to talk to them too. That's cool. I'm glad. But the thing that I really want to elaborate to you guys more than anything is there should be a process for it. We respect the process. We do work around it. I just hope that they have a better argument as they go forward in something that actually could be beneficial to the athletes that they're hindering. That's all. 
Well, Raph, for example, I'm sure Jeff Glover knows the difference between a first-person question and a second-person oh, question. God. Leading historical question. I'm sure he studied that while he was at jujitsu smoking marijuana school. <laughs> did, did, don't you have a PhD in that? I just so want to talk a lot of infamous shit about whatever it was they did with Matt One, where they put two assholes in the corner talking about whatever they wanted to talk about while the fight was going on. But see, here's the weird part is you do get people who are fans of them who just go, I've never heard commentary better than them. These guys are the best. And I go, really, I don't think they're that great. And it's not to say that they can't be great. It's just that when you put two people who basically are athletes who don't have the ability to understand the athletes in front of them are the point of interest or should be, becomes a little bit of a celebration of self and so that is something that i think every person who does commentary at some point does but it should not be the main thing that you fall to it should be consistently about the people who are in front of those screens on the mats putting in the time it's literally the bare minimum you can do so, yeah, that's why that shit actually kind of uh, – it bugs us. And when I say – and I outlined this earlier – it's constructive criticism. I don't believe every trials is going to be run like this. I have very, very great confidence that a lot of these things can be remedied. But you do see that when people don't like it, the athletes themselves are angry about this shit. And you look at them and you go, oh, fuck. I hope this doesn't really alter their experience. Like, I hope that they, they get the experience they want. And really, you could have done it pretty well at Muscle Farm. It's a great structure. It's a great place. It's got all the resources. And I understand they don't have a ton of bathrooms and that people were waiting in line for a long time. And yes, I was very, very not surprised, but um, taken aback when I saw members of the flow grappling staff were told that they needed to use the women's restroom when they were not women because they needed to get back out there because Kev, I forgot to bring this up. Guess what? At 6 PM, they decided to take a 15 minute break. Sure. Fun. They were like, we got to take a 16 minute break. And I said, why? And I thought to myself, this thing's going to go for fucking 12 hours. Why are we taking a break? And the real logistical side of you says, well, Raph, I mean, they've been at that table forever. They, you know, they deserve a break. Yeah, that's right. They do. But you know how you could get around that? Shifts, people, planning. You don't just show up to a fucking Starbucks and somebody looks at you and goes, well, they got to take a 15-minute break, so all of Starbucks is closing. <laughs> Why? Uh, we, they need a break, you dick. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, thank you. So, again, these are things that you can fix going forward. It's a matter of, well, it was a rough one, guys. And it's hard not to be honest about that. So, I think it's important that I hope they take this. I hope they move forward. I, I have... Strong face, they will fix it the next time. So much nicer. I'm going to go over the winners. Okay, go for they it. They deserve this. The professional male, minus 66 kilograms, 
Nikki Ryan takes first. Keith Rukorian followed by Richard Alcorn. Professional male minus 77. John Combs, Eastern Jiu-Jitsu. William Tassett, Checkmat. Enrique Coco, San Jiu-Jitsu, whom I'm giving either more or not enough credit to. Well, Mm. sorry about that. And I'll footnote this. Let me tell you about how Raph and I view our own performances after I announce mm-hmm. these winners. Professional male minus eighty-eight kilograms. Josh Hinger just crushed ass. Yeah. Oh, can I can I say something real, real quick on this one? You no, know you can. You were there. You actually were covering it. You were trying to cover it as a journalist. They tried to handcuff you, and that's kinky, but it's not fun. <laughs> Kevin always has a really small and significant way of putting it all ladies gents when we talk about things that could be helped josh is a friend he literally just texted me we're trying to figure out when he's going to come on grappling hour because again i'm assembling all the pokemon keeps guillotining people and he's good at and you know what i have a lot of respect for josh great at it he is a monster for coming in and earning his spot outright when Jesus. for whatever reason don't you think he should just be earning it you know that's like a bid outright all i thought as i watched i was like well great yeah josh Inger. i mean does he not get an automatic does he not get a josh Inger's a badass invite i kind of thought he did he's in my keenan status i was surprised keenan was standing there playing justin bieber songs and yeah. Hinger's competing i was like what Okay. Yeah. So hey, loved it. Love watching him fight, but I I will say I did have that moment. Where I was like, "He's getting an automatic invite at this point." So I know that you have to pump up the crowd and get them interested in matches all the time, right? So that's why a lot of times the over PA will have Tony saying stuff like, "Hey, everybody, let's uh, give a lot of love and respect to a true jujitsu legend." And they like look over. Edgy brush on the floor right now. And I thought, okay, that's nice. You know, we're we're paying tribute. So when they go, hey, people want to know who's going to be competing. They go, ladies and gentlemen, on mat number four, we've got a competitor who's one of the best we've ever seen. Okay, cool. That that works. You know. So by the time when they get to like a Josh Hinger, they go, you guys won't want to miss this Josh Hinger on mat number three. And they go, oh, okay, cool. We're we're promoting Josh. That's uh, good for them. I like that a lot. And Josh won. No surprise. Okay. Well, maybe to, you know, the guy who he was facing, it might be a little bit of a surprise. Like, let's not. (laughs) That's not overextend. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're just literally it got worse and worse as the night went on where it's like, here's Josh Hinger and some bum we picked up off the streets. <laughs> Look at this. Josh Hinger. Just hand him the medal. Well, why so are we t- even fighting? Josh Hinger again. <laughs> <laughs> so it comes from a good place. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm you with know, you. Maybe, maybe. When doing that, it's just better to acknowledge the person who is there. And it's not just with Josh. And I like Josh. So I want to see him get the props he deserves. But on the higher end of the – he to me, he and John Combs had that like – people were like, can you believe he's on the stair? It's like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I can believe he's on – are you fucking joking? Like, yeah. It's Josh Hinger. Yeah, I <laughs> genuinely <laughs> – 
The only emotion I had that was real surprise was like, oh, he has to earn his way on? Yeah. God, grappling's gotten good. This were 10 years ago. They were like, Josh, don't waste your time with these mere peasants. Yeah. Please escort your way with this custom rash guard all the way to the next level. It's a compliment to jiu-jitsu, but you do have to give us in the press just a second to calibrate around like, well, Josh Hanger's one of the best in the sport. Yeah. Well, there here's what I'll tell you. five guys I could name in his division better. <laughs> uh, of course, you've got Rosa. Jimenez is a monster. This kid's going to be a huge problem going forward. Give credit, of course, to the Rotolo twins. Young people in general. They're apparently going to come murder us. They're Skynet. We've Don't be afraid of Skynet. Skynet. For years. No, I mm-hmm. want to talk about this for a second. Go for it, Kev. Keenan was like, oh, and here comes William Tackett, prodigy. And no one told me he was a goddamn prodigy and he was cussing on air. It's not a big deal. But you and I, who are both notorious cussers, try not to cuss when we're doing broadcast commentary. It's not a big deal. It's just another one of those small hints of professionalism where we assume people might not be watching in the adult community. Not the point. This match in terms of like sheer, you and I kind of predicted this type of business. This is Mm -hmm. right up our alley. That's all I want to say. Yeah. So anyway, death that, um, I know you gave some love to Thor. I want to continue on that love. Thor is great. Um, also some well, well deserved loved, Two, let's see, uh, Quentin, Quentin Rosenzweig, who's also super good. If you competed in the 77 kg division, we just shout you out. There's too many of you. Oh my there were God. a lot of great matches. It's hard, right? It really is hard. Like, again, I really did my best to try and do, uh, <laughs> like, watch all of your matches. I was like, but, I have at least the rest of the top three people. I can, yeah. I can at least announce it. Go for it. Mason Fowler wins minus 99. Arguably, and I, I say this because everybody's like, shut up. Arguably, the minus 99 kilogram person could win this entire tournament. That's why I think it's worth calling out. So I, I want to talk about the three. Mason Fowler beats Diego Vasquez of Carlson Gracie. We have in third Paul Ardia of ATT. Three good teams. Professional male plus 99. Nick Rodriguez. Wait for it. Enzo Gracie. John yeah. Hansen. Badass from Axios. And Casey Hellenberger from Hibero. Yeah. My own lineage. We are basically the same fighter. Uh, no. I've noticed no difference. Rap, I'll send I, you some tape if you want. That, that would be helpful. I don't like your tone. <laughs> it it didn't saying. feel wrong. <laughs> it's like you both yeah, love dogs. You and I are basically that is the same. And you were like, ah, I mean, I could, I could show you some tape that might persuade you. He's a scotch. <laughs> he's a scotch more advanced. Just a scotch. Like I said, where you guys are similar is you both love do jujitsu. Wendy's. <laughs> no, but you both love dogs. His dog is adorable. So I think you, you should know that. So um, let me move over to the professional female. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Jenna 
Bishop from Alliance, Nikki Sullivan from Asso, Atos, never heard of either of those academies, and Hannah Sharp of Workshop. Before I head over to plus 60kg, Amanda Levy, Ricardo mm-hmm. Almeida BJJ, which you and I have regaled. Uh, as soon as I saw her name and her face, I was like, I remember this. This was a <laughs> trending phenomenon in jiu-jitsu maybe four or three, four or three years ago. Which feels super old manny to say, but there was a lot of women in 2013 were very good at this. And we we knew they were, and it was an interesting time where they could take on some grappling people and really beat the shit out of them. She was one of them. I thought I knew it, and I was like, yes, Amanda Levy. So it makes perfect sense that she's dominating the shit out of people, at the professionals, and in the plus 60 kg. The whole roster is Nikki Ryan, John Combs, Josh Hinger, Mason Fowler, Nick Rodriguez, Jenna Bishop, and Amanda Levy. That is a terrifying group of five individuals. It is. It really is. (laughs) So, despite you and I talking shit on the broadcast and talking shit on the many mysterious elements that I think make a tournament tough, and I definitely think make a prediction of what you're going to be able to present to the community tough, you can fix the stream, you can fix the commentary issues. The fighting has never been better. That's kind of the takeaways, right? Yeah, eh, mostly. Yeah. Yeah, that works. I'll take um, your I'll take your mostly. Yeah. I did want to bring this up because this is also uh elaborated by one uh Nick Rodriguez, who is someone I've in the past referred to as a knockoff version of the rock. Tattoo wise for sure. Yeah, 100%. There are two ways you can go about talking about this kid. Okay? The first is you can obviously be like, eight months, fuck this kid. Which, sure, yeah, that happens a little bit. And yeah, you know what the nice part about him is? He's only been training for eight months, and you can easily get angry about it but that's usually a great invitation to people to be like yo look what you can actually accomplish yeah i get it he's big and he's got athletic gifts but it is possible so if you are in your own division it's not improbable that you can make yourself out of nothing or out of nowhere so that's kind of a cool thing to come on but second well here's what i'm going to explain here's where it gets worse he's actually super nice and I think that might bug people even worse than him just, you know, being good at it on his first few tries. Like, that's pretty dope, but man, that's tough. But for him to be this nice is is a good thing to see. I will admit one thing to you, though, Kev. Hmm. And this is what I was kind of trying to elaborate on when I didn't get to take photos, which is I had this bit midway through that I thought, you know what I should do? I should take photos of everybody because my good friend Juan Bernardo – Happy to be walking around in this really, really nice, I think it's Inois or Inoy. I don't know how they say it. But he had this really, really nice white rash guard. And I thought, man, if I was taking photos, one of the segments I would have done on Grappling Hour is a fashion show review of rash guard choices. Because I feel like nobody else would be doing that. Especially ADCC-wise where you know you can choose no rash guard. Which, Kevin, had a higher likelihood at this tournament than advertised. 
And it started early because you saw first couple people were like, yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm not wearing this rash guard. You already know why. You know I mean, why? I know why. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. It We're was just slick as a goddamn wet rocket. <laughs> you that's... can't pin us down. We're like a pig with a lot of KY jelly. We're like blue <laughs> from um, old school. If it just didn't matter, we have <laughs> nothing but a KY supply. So much, so much lubrication. But the nice part was is when you kind of give Nick shit about this, you go, hey, dude, you're probably doing this just to be slippery. He's like, oh, yeah, 100%. Have fun. Bye, everybody. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty funny. All right, good for that kid. But as you notice, dude, as you go on in that tournament, I looked around and I go, it's a pretty 40-60 split. And then I immediately thought, like, man, what a weird Adam Levine situation. Because girls, like, I think I saw two girls go with, like, bras, like, sports bras on. And I was just like, yeah, this isn't really equal. So girls are probably looking at these guys being like, no, oh, fuck them for cheating. And welcome to them. Because it is yeah, a yeah. bullshit technicality. <laughs> Raph and I wish we could testify against the science. We cannot. No. We went ADCC style. And we couldn't grab on to one of fucking. It was, I just had to tell people, I was like, you know what grips feel like? They're gone. It was like sending you into the wall every time we tried to pass guard. (laughs) I was like, is this hockey? I'm so confused. And I wish I, in my mind, I was prepped for it. But I was like, people are such pansies. Fun story. I passed Kevin's guard and then I fell off. I was like right on past and slipped and he genuinely didn't stop until he hit Nevada. We yep. were in southern Los Angeles. It's not okay. It's not so anyway, okay. The you know, I guess the nice uh, bow tie to put on all of this is this, guys. Uh, all things considered, there are some great matches. Go watch yourself some John Combs matches. You know, go watch yourself these Rotolo twins being amazing. Nikki Ryan submitting, I think, everybody but one person or did he submit everybody? Either way, fucking phenomenal for us seeing that kid forever. Go watch your way to Mason Fowler, who I really feel has, like, I don't know that he gets the credit he deserves either. Uh, he, you know, some people might call him a sleeper. I definitely am familiar with his work, but man, he's got a good story to you to hear. And to the ladies, Jenna Bishop has a great story in terms of, you know, I saw her at one point. She saw me bringing food to the side. She's like, is that for me? And I was like, um, bye. I'm not allowed to tell a woman no about food. These are the rules. You can't tell someone cutting weight, <laughs> someone with a six pack, or someone lady hungry about food. You can't say yep. it. Uh, so anyway, that's what I got for you guys. It was, <laughs> all things considered, I don't know that you can call it fun, but it's an experience that I know myself and the rest of these hooligans who I formed alliances with, I hunted and gathered with. I think we might have killed a few natives. I'm not really sure. We definitely used – at one point somebody asked me, they're like, Raph, I can't find a trash can. And I was like, well, just use one of the cars. And then somebody said – I think it might have been Gary who just goes, yeah, use the glove box. And I was like, damn, that's a good joke. It's like the one good joke Gary's do every year. God damn it. So anyway, uh, all things considered, 
the the bond that we all now share having experienced that is very good so there's definitely going to be a um there's going to be like a tribute concert we're going to do to raise money for those affected by ADCC West Coast Trials 2019 look for the GoFundMe it's going to be good people are impacted it's not as obvious as you think yep that'll do it for us tonight here at our very special Look, this was a tournament worth covering. You've heard some of our favorites. You've heard some things we're checking out. Go look at some of these matches. It was it was exquisite grappling. That'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thank you for listening. Rap, do we do some shout-outs? Do you want to do shout-outs now? Sure. <laughs> I was like, God damn it, Kevin. How many hours do I have to be awake? Before you'll just let me. I've been talking about ADCC for nine years. Look, we did a lot of heel hook work on Sunday over at Jubera Jiu-Jitsu. Got to give a shout out to my man, Will Forbes. Paying attention, getting some interesting techniques in, elevating our game to the blue belts that need me in the head. (laughs) Don't go changing. That's how I feel. You have a very specific purpose, and it's to make the rest of us ready for jujitsu. Raph, I really enjoyed many, many of the matches I saw at ADCC, and the fighters were one of the very few audiences that came fully prepared. Unbelievable matches. Great to see you in the background. Love that you were there. Compliments to them. That'll do it for me here, Bert. Oof, where do I begin? Okay. I want to thank the squirrel that saw when I needed help the most. Damn right. That squirrel came over and gave me water. It said, fire cabin. You've got a fire cabin. I will say one person did say that. It wasn't quite a sadistic uh, speaking squirrel, but I did have at least one person who was like, what's Kevin's deal? And I was like, no, I'm too tired. Don't I didn't like that. your Octavio tweet where it was like, I don't need Kevin. I'll just hope grapple. Oh, oh, oh we're bringing own. that up. Okay. Yeah, That's I'm bringing it up. You just hope like the bear. bribed past you. You were like, what am I worried about? You're just taking away the less talented, more in the way person on the show. I didn't say any of that. That was what, what was implied, Rap. No, it wasn't. You know what was implied? Here. Here is what was implied. Oh, listen to him carefully making up something nice, audience. This is a nice. This is 100% what was fucking texted. Octavio texts me and is asking for a ransom for Kevin, which, if you know me, is laughable. But he's <laughs> I, was, I was just trying to get Octavio to put me on air. I was like, get me on the air. I got to I gotta commentate these matches. So as he... he is saying this to me. I'm sitting there and I look and I read it down and it says, Hey, Raph, you better give me like six untraceable acai bowls or Kevin gets it. You never see your coast again. And I was like, go ahead and take him. I've already got the grappling hour. I can do that solo. <laughs> Sounds and like the- a nice welcome of some few pounds to me. Raph high five the people around him. I'm told it was DB. It was not devious. It was 100% me saying, yeah, okay, well, I'm down to one show now. Well, that's fine. I'll live. <laughs> but <laughs> I just like that Octavio thought that he could, like, 
try and barter with me about you. And I was like, nah, that's not how it's happening. And Octavio goes, oh, shit then. All right. I'm putting him back into the wild, yo. And I was like, thanks, Octavio. Called your bluff. I knew it. Octavio's like, I don't want to deal with this guy. <laughs> Rap was right. <laughs> this guy is tough to understand. He won't quit laughing. He's so full of shit. So I I laughed pretty profusely, dude, because I thought that was funny. Anyway, yeah, it was squirrel. I had this whole bit I was going to do. Anyway, fuck that squirrel. So, yeah, it was very, very tiring. <laughs> I don't know how I survived it. I partially want to take heed in one of the funniest moments I saw at the Grammys, which was Diana Ross. They brought her out because she's never won a competitive Grammy. And they basically said, like, hey, here's some six minutes of screen time. And do you know how she ended segment kevin you know first of all i'm impressed you took this in the grammys direction there's yeah. certain moments where raf and i don't even we, we don't even talk about it no precast he just knows he wants to talk about the grammys he's the expert in the award shows talk about the grammys so no i don't know what you're about to insinuate because of my many many moments where i'm like what's going on in the grammys but i am actually semi-excited about this Okay, Diana Ross, toward the end of her performance, because again, as we mentioned before, she was celebrating her 75th birthday. She has this part where she's not really singing. She's more just kind of talking to the crowd on beat. And she just goes, you guys, achieve your dreams, live everything. Don't forget to reach out and touch someone. And happy birthday to me. (laughs) And I go, what? And I thought to myself, you know, maybe we need to do that more in our lives. She literally was the definition of extra. Like, you might be extra, but you'll never be Diana Ross saying, happy birthday to me, extra. (laughs) So, to me, I realized that when Kevin's shitting on me and giving me all this crap about if I'm going to ransom and pay his ransom. Have you seen the movie Ransom? He didn't pay the full ransom. (laughs) He went full Mel Gibson and got his son back because you know why? The trailer had one memorable part and that memorable part was, give me back my son. And that's the only thing people remember about that movie. So Rene Russo. Take that. My dad, I'm going to be very honest with you right now. My dad actually has a lot of hate for Rene Russo and we've never been able to explain it in our family. Like any movie she's in, and I hate to break it to you, Dad, she's in like any (laughs) movie in the world in the 90s. He said the Thomas Crown Affair was bullshit. He 100%, he like, because again, Pierce Brosnan is a James Bond. My dad (laughs) loves James Bond, but looked over at Rene Russo and goes, ah, she's just the worst. Uh, My mom's like, why do you hate her? And he just goes, I don't know, I just hate her. And I have to say, that one I don't understand, but my dad's also like, I hate Sarah Jessica Parker. And I'm like, I'm with you on that one, though, Dad, because I don't like her that much either. And she really hasn't done anything wrong to me or, or our family. But uh, anyway, it's not that's going to. It's not unreasonable, though. It's not unreasonable. That, so. <laughs> you're, that's, you're, I, you're, I, you know what? That's my thank you. So, LA Jiu Jitsu Club VMAC, and to all the guys who competed that I know and helped. <laughs> I'm very happy to have helped you guys. You, you did amazing performances, and thank you very much for helping each other. That's a great note to end on. Good That'll night. do it for us tonight here at Verbal Jab. This is our best podcast ever. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for listening. <laughs>
Please note, the new number is...